Hello, everyone. During last week's episode, I made certain comments that were simply inexcusable. While we were discussing snack foods that we found underrated in a temporary lapse of judgment, I uttered Cheez-Its. The Cheez-It is not underrated. I take full responsibility for my actions, and I'm sorry. Josh's mother has requested that she read a short statement on the family's behalf. To all the artisanal joshing listeners, I'm a woman of principle. I take pride in my work, pride in my family, and until last Sunday, pride in my son Joshua. I'm a good mother. My husband and I did our best making our home a safe place, a place filled with nothing but love and respect for the Cheez-It. If he would have said Triscuits, I would have said fine. I don't agree, but fine. The same goes vanilla wafers. Not only has he brought great shame onto himself, but he's brought great shame onto his entire family. Josh, you. If I may, I'd like to add that in this week's episode, the guys speak their truth regarding instances of hygiene and social distancing, reminisce over the technologies of old, and review this summer's bound-to-be hottest read. up welcome to artisanal joshing episode two uh we're really excited to put out our second episode um we just want to thank everyone for a ton of the positive feedback a lot of people have been reaching out that i even haven't like been in touch with in a few years and it's been really awesome to hear from them so i just wanted to thank yeah you the whole process of making this and sending it out was really fun and definitely a learning process for both of us um like josh said we really enjoyed all the feedback we got and the people that texted me uh, jokes they liked or weighed in on opinions their opinions on some of the issues we discussed and it was cool to see some of our content resonate with people and at the end of the day that's just what we're trying to do is laugh with all you guys yeah no i totally agree and yeah i think we're going to try to keep putting these out we're mm-hmm. really excited yep um yeah really excited about the podcast excited for this for everything to be over with the quarantine but yeah yeah what are you we're... excited for like what are you excited for the most for like when quarantine's over um I don't I I I feel like I speak for most people when I say like just the usual of like going to movies, flying on planes just without being just the experience the normal yeah. human I miss interactions. Like just being free enough to eat off of other people's plates. Like if you walk at a restaurant and you you see something that's untouched, you know, just getting very physical getting in there. Like that's something I would definitely do before this whole thing. <laughs> Interesting. No, I uh I don't feel that at all. I uh <laughs> um <laughs> no but I, I i'm just trying to think like i was thinking about actually like i was watching a youtube video and i was thinking like i saw a guitar player put his pick in his mouth and i'm thinking that isn't gonna be something like that like that's i bet they miss that i don't even play guitar but yeah. i miss it for them i it's miss like they feel super cool brushing my teeth once and like being done with it like i feel like you usually brush your teeth once in the morning maybe use a little mouthwash and your breath is fine and you know it's not noticeably noticeably bad but it's not great and yeah there are occasionally moments when you know you need it to be great so you drink some water or throw in a trident hopefully layers if you're lucky <laughs> but <laughs> if you're lucky. 
<laughs> but now, <laughs> like with a mask and your breath directly communicating with your smell receptors, and every millisecond, like constantly calculating the foulness of your mouth bacteria. And so, yeah, I triple brush. I triple brush now. Floss, drink mouthwash, gargle bleach. It's and true, then, by the way. Uh, there's like a chew there's on like some entire, hot sterilized charcoal. <laughs> there's like a there's like an entire ecosystem that goes on under your mask. Like you yeah. know, it just it's 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 gross. You're right. I only eat a diet consisting of rubbing alcohol and ice cubes. Uh, <laughs> no, whatever whatever gets the job done. I get that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think like a lot of things. I think also obviously like concerts and sporting events. I, in yeah, my opinion, sure. sporting events are going to come back quicker, but really? concerts, ex- especially the ones without seating are just gross in my opinion yeah. and i love them but yeah it's there's a lot of body on body contact there's <laughs> yeah. sweat blood and twe- tears um yeah i think also a lot of I'm diseases just... float around i think yeah. also like yeah. corona corona might have started actually at the sean mendez concert in wuhan <laughs> i've actually yeah. Yeah, i don't know <laughs> just a hunch yeah. i don't know i just i'm like shocked at like the bathroom the public restroom procedure that like most guys were like okay with and that's like touching the bar to flush the urinal and you know you wash your hands for a couple seconds and there's a line so you feel pressured and there's obviously never soap and then you just like air dry your hands on like an air dryer that feels like someone's lazily you know trying to defog their glasses and i don't know all that ball sweat and pube juice or whatever unspeakable horrors you came in contact with just like dry there on your hands i mean i guess with air dryers the 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 problem and i've read this is that the air that it's taking in and blowing out is just the air from the bathroom and Mm. the quality in a public restroom Mm. is not not the highest i'm assuming right yeah, also, yeah. it used to be, like, you used to, like, give over your handkerchief to people. It was like, oh, madam, a handkerchief. And it was like, oh, I thank you, my lord. And now it's more like, handkerchief, madam? Oh, heavens no. Get the fuck out of my face with that shit, my lord. You know, geez, it's a global pandemic on our hands. I'm going to move on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like that one. No. Uh, hey, uh, I think, by the way, speaking of, like, just, I think handshakes and... There's so much germ exchange in a handshake. It's just nasty. Mm-hmm. I think I'm debating what the future holds for like the 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 handshake. I think maybe the chest bump. Mm-hmm. I think either there's they're they're a thing of the past or a way of the future because while there's no handshake or hand touch in the chest bump, you are getting up and close to people. And I just can't, but I can't really imagine like two, let's say businessmen making a deal and walking to the same side of the table and just chest bumping. I think it's more realistic that the fist bump elbows. takes over. Elbows. Everybody but, gives elbows now. Uh, yeah, I, that's true. I think also just the, the timing of Corona, like when it broke out now, it's just yeah, definitely. It's so, it's so unique. It's everybody like says that history. kids. Yeah, everybody says that kids have it the worst because you know they need to go out and engage with friends and explore and have adventures, and it's crucial to their development. But I think like in today's day and age, kids are having a blast with all their technology. Um, I agree, but I think I'm speaking mostly about like the younger generation talking about kids born after 2009, 2010, uh, many are basically born with an iPad in their hands. And it's actually just, just a comment on that. I've had this like thought, I've said this to a few that like the iPad specifically has become like their, their vehicle of choice. It's their, their vehicle of entertainment to represent like their entire generation. Yeah, I think we're, like, an interesting age when it comes to that stuff. Because, like, when were you born? I'm um, 2000. 
Yeah, so I'm 99, and we're this age group or generation, whatever you want to call it, from like, there's, you know, it exists from like 1998 to like 2000, 2001. And I call us MZs, right? We're millennial Zs. We're right at the tail end of millennials and at the cusp of Generation Z. And by the way, I was telling this to my sister, and she said it's a thing on TikTok. So there's that. Um, um, yeah, uh, I think also we didn't grow up with most of the technology you see today, but we we also just know how to work Zoom, and it's not we're not like in that we're we're in a, you're right we're in like a little purgatory sort of way, and I think I can't imagine a world without GPS, for example, and they. They there they used to be these giant bulky things. Yeah, with the suction cup. Oh my gosh, 100%. my grandfather could never figure out the suction cup. And, but because of that, I have no sense of direction. Like people tell me directions, and I I literally just wait for them to stop talking so I can plug it into my phone. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I mean, it's kind of crazy because like when I was a kid, all I had, all we had were was like G Chat, which was like kind of really cool because it was like the first time you could talk to someone not being in front of them. Um, and it was like one of the precursors to like social, the social media landscape that exists today. Um, yeah, it's funny because like, I feel like on Gchat and all these like I am, we would write excuses when we would make like a risky line and yeah. you'd be like, so and they wouldn't work today. Like you'd write something and you'd be like, oh, oh my God, my friend took my phone. Oh my God. Like, no, he didn't. That's, yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> like, hey, I think I like you. Do you like me? Oh, oh sorry. Yeah. That was, that was my dad. <laughs> and now these, nowadays, like kids are all just like, in touch all the time snapchatting like eight hours a day and yeah they're growing up in a world that has made enormous strides in areas of social connectedness they can just hop on fortnite or 2k and play and joke around with their friends wherever they may be for hours a day yeah um it's funny because i actually it's funny you mentioned that i just got a new headphone for the headset for my uh -huh. xbox and yeah. that's pretty new to me and i'm being yelled at in a variety of accents and languages and it's yeah. and it hurts more to be yelled at in a language you don't understand when you know that they're insulting you right i think there's a, something something unique to that mm -hmm. yeah if so, if i'm playing in a squad and like somebody doesn't have a mic like i will give them hell for it the whole game like a mic shamer i'm not ashamed of my mic shaming no, you, so you, you're, you're Mike Shamer. You are Michael Shamer. Oh, Dad, Michael Shamer is here. <laughs> yeah, he, say, he, say, he says he's here to audit you. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah. Yeah. Of, yeah. No, what were we going to say? No, you, you say your thing. No, I was just going to say, like, in terms of, like, us and gaming, we're only at the, like, we were, like, just at the tail end of Game, Game Boy. And, like, yeah, DSs came out, and you could link... But I don't know. The signal was like only the length of a Snickers bar. Yeah, I, I actually, it's funny because like I think about our technology and when my first iPod was an iPod shuffle and you couldn't even choose the songs you were listening to. It was like a musical roulette. It doesn't really make sense nowadays. Like, why would you want that? Yeah, the iPod shuffle, right. It only had the shuffle function. Like nowadays, everyone with, with Spotify has their own like very niche uh specific music persona like oh i only listen to electric reggae um the soundtrack of hamilton and maybe a little uh ambient rainforest sounds you know but back then you, you know it was you just had your little turn with the ipad and you were listening to whatever came on and you were happy with it you know cat's cradle and then it was don't stop the feeling or something by akon or ludicrous and yeah you were just happy with what you got um, yeah, I actually, it's funny, I remember when I first got my iPod Touch, and 
if for example if i wanted to watch a movie i had to download it from the itunes store leave it in the room with the good wi-fi wait for it overnight check on it the next morning and see if it downloaded and it would always just be very warm and hot when i woke up and that movie whatever i downloaded was what i would be watching nightly for the next five to six months and i actually my two were i had miracle and benchwarmer on my ipod and i i probably seen both of those 150 times yeah, I remember if you had, if I had like a flight coming up, I was doing research on what movie I was going to download days in advance. And now, <laughs> like nowadays, it feels like there's a new streaming service every day. It's it's true. I think on like, for example, like if I feel like I'm the king, you know, Gladiator where the king puts his yeah. thumb up and down. I think if I'm a few minutes into like, I don't know, the, like Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and it's yeah. not making me cra- crack up. I'm going to turn it off like thumbs down and it's into the abyss forever. (laughs) Um, You don't have to dedicate like weeks of your life to you just watch four to five episodes in a single night. And it's Mm -hmm. it's kind of overwhelming in a way. I think like I've said, I've, I've, I've so many shows added to my list, like Mm -hmm. my, and I, I, that I'm just never going to get to. Yeah. Like like American psycho. I'm never going to get to you. It's just, I'm not, I'm never going to watch it. I never really use the list function. It's interesting. I don't use it all the time, but I do have to say um, I have an issue starting too many shows at once. Mm-hmm. I find I find myself in sort of a love triangle, love octagon <laughs> yeah. situation, trying to balance all these shows that I'm watching. And I I forget what happens in one and while I'm watching the other. And I right. think like, for example, I've seen the first season of Sopranos three times and it's good. I just seen it three times. Yeah. I think it's a uh, time to wrap things up with our book review. Okay. So this week we'll be discussing the most recent novel from French Canadian author Henrietta Anna Kendrick. Her book Le Odeur du Coton Mouet is the title in original French, and I believe the English version is Smelly Wet Cardboard. And it's been out for some time now. Yeah, so this book was actually written in French, translated into the language the Vikings spoke, Old Norse, back into French, and then finally into English. So it's unclear what was actually lost in translation. Yeah, so I actually first heard of Henrietta when she was starting out writing short stories. One of the one of them that stands out to me was High Socks, A Jewel, and Some Almond Milk. Mm-hmm, of course. And yeah, this one was very well done, very put together. And she knew exactly what she was doing and how to get the characters to develop and how the reader was going to encounter that. It was just really, really well done. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Her sister, who I'm sure most of you know, um, you know, for her famous work, The Kneecaps Quandary, was, you know, (laughs) something plainly raw and powerful. For some of you that aren't familiar, it, it takes place on the body of this unnamed figure. And it's this anthropomorphic coming of age tale. And it tells the story of our young protagonist, a kneecap. And, you know, of course he's picked on because he's big and he's bulky and he's ugly and he's different. And that was really the cornerstone work for the anatomical political correctness movement that we saw the rise in right after the release of that novel. Yeah, yeah, wow. I actually mention this because she wrote that due to her um, being very insecure about her own knees. Um, She was actually, in fact, the first person to ever be diagnosed with um, Dick Cheney knee syndrome, which is, you know, you're born and where your knees or kneecaps should be are just two sort of fleshy appendages um, resembling the likes of former Vice President Dick Cheney. And... It's an unfortunate condition. 
um, the faces actually age with you. So there's a young Yale student, Dick Cheney, and then he goes through this whole Operation Desert Storm phase and so on. And so that was kind of her muse for the book. So just getting back to the review, um, I have nothing but praise for Smelly Wet Cardboard. It's really wonderful to see a young writer hit her stride. I mean, she attacks the page that is her canvas with such an evidently effortless command of language and mature understanding of prose. And I'm curious what you thought of the book, Josh. Yeah, so I actually agree with what you said. And I'd like to add that in addition to her unique writing style, she also is clearly just having fun with it. Um, Mm -hmm. One scene I really liked in particular, and I don't want to give so much away, my favorite scene was when Bartholomew, our main character, gets jumped in an alleyway behind the Applebee's in a man in what is described as a Times Square Elmo costume. <laughs> and I, I also like how the reader doesn't immediately know that the Elmo is actually Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter Jason Mraz, but you find out at the very end that Elmo is actually Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter Jason Mraz. It's a really amazing twist. Yeah, I liked when Bartholomew was writing his first of the 233 manuscripts about why Big Hero 6 is the greatest movie of all time, and he stumbles across his grandfather's old erotic nurse costumes. Uh, Once you found that, the book really took off and went from good to great. Totally, by the way. And just to conclude with some takeaways, and obviously immediate takeaways, and if you read the book, you'll understand this, towels are a liability in the rain. Mm -hmm. Um, A deeper takeaway is... Don't let anyone stop you from doing what you love. The way Bartholomew, or as I like to call him, Bartho, was so adamant about becoming a tour guide on a whale-watching boat, even though everyone around him was saying, you can't, you're blind, Bartholomew. You have hooves for feet, Bartholomew. It just really inspired me. Yeah. Yeah. um, That's all the time we (laughs) have. Yeah, there you have it. That was Henrietta Anna Kendrick's La Odeur de Coton Mouet, or Smelly Wet cardboard get it while it's hot and that's all the time we have for folks please give us a follow at artisanal joshing on both instagram and twitter um you guys have been great see you next week